From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, great first hour. We'll have Richard Gage coming up in a bit. Had him on my podcast uh, a while back delving into 9-11, and this time we'll be comparing 9-11 to COVID-9-11. So he does uh, great work. But first, some news. Two-day holiday in Iran over extreme heat. This is strange. In my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Iran declared a two-day holiday for government workers and banks nationwide as searing temperatures sweep across the country, country, you know, and you know, I used, I used to live in Kazakhstan, and it would get minus thirty Celsius uh, or, or lower with the real feel sometimes minus forty, minus fifty, and it was usually around February they would actually shut schools for a week because it was so freaking cold. Uh, but now for the opposite, for for heat. And it, it goes on to say that people are the government, the, the health ministry, the government is urging people to stay indoors. So is this it? Are the climate lockdowns here? For me, this is a form of climate lockdown. Um, yeah, you've got government saying stay in your house. The air quality is bad. Stay in your house. It's too hot. You can definitely tell uh, which way the wind is blowing and you know this is this is the shape of things to come unfortunately some economic news fitch has downgraded the us credit rating after debt limit standoffs from aaa to aa plus is this just uh, more evidence of the decline of american empire i guess we'll find out soon enough and marty bent uh, who's got a big podcast uh, following and so forth. He tweets what I've been saying for like the, the the past week. Exactly. He said, this month we've seen the emergence of two projects that are pushing us toward hyper-controlled monetary systems, FedNow and WorldCoin. The central banks and the Silicon Valley technocrats are racing each other to herd you into a digital panopticon. So, you know, WorldCoin... Uh, Putin signing off on the digital Russian CBDC, um, Musk uh, switching Twitter to X to develop the Everything app, which is a carbon copy of the Chinese uh, WeChat, which is the basis for their social credit system. It is all going on. So, yeah, Marcola getting debanked and his employees and their children getting debanked. <laughs> so that, that's the future. That's the shape of things to come. And I caught this headline, Jerusalem Post, uh, the Hezbollah leader says to Netanyahu, uh, the Middle East will not rest until cancerous Israel is removed. He says, beware of any foolishness. Hezbollah warns against the Ben Gvir's Temple Mount visit on Tisha Be'av. So I guess, and someone commented on my post of this, uh, of, of this story, and I guess they have a point. They said, is this anything new? Uh, so it's it's more of the same, but again, I think also things are heating up around the Temple Mount, uh, and you know there's a great documentary on um, the Shin Bet. It's like the Israeli FBI how they stopped in in the 1990s an Israeli extremist group who wanted to blow up the Temple Mount, 
you know, if something like that happens, it's World War Three. I mean, there's many ways World War Three can happen out of uh, Poland and Ukraine right now in, in, in the U.S.-Russia proxy war. It can start out of events surrounding the Temple Mount out there in South China Sea. Uh, there are a number of flash points. Forbes has reported that NATO planes watched as three civilian ships ra- ran Russia's naval blockade of Ukraine. Are they trying to call someone's bluff? A trio of civilian cargo ships, one each from Israel and Greece, plus one with Turkish Georgian registration, ran the Russian blockade in the Black Sea on Sunday and anchored at one of Ukraine's grain ports on the Danube Delta. Hmm. Uh, There you go. That could be another flashpoint for (laughs) World War III, the Black Sea. It's just, yeah, so much is going on. And then there is this story from, I love it when I open it and then the paywall is not there. And then just after some time, the paywall puts itself up. But it's from Trevor Aronson, who I interviewed on my podcast many years ago. Super leftist, but still you can learn from them. And we all know how the FBI has infiltrated uh, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, all these organizations. If not some of them, you know, maybe they've started themselves, like if three percenters or whatever. You know, the whole Michigan plot to kidnap Whitmer was FBI false flag operation. But in this case, he's talking about how they've infiltrated uh, the left wing uh, movement in this uh, instance, the 2020 protest movement, and how they had FBI informants who were violent. They infiltrated the movement, uh, this left-wing movement, and uh, then uh, that FBI informant was the source of the of the, the violent speech, which was then used as the pretext by the FBI to go after this group. So, uh, you know, it's ha- happening on the left, to the right, uh, everywhere. So, you know, we need to pay uh, attention to that. And that's most of my interesting news that I've caught for today. Oh, one more. 137% jump in illegal crossings from North Africa to Italy. Yeah, so the migration is accelerating. All right, I'm going to remind you that if you've got suggestions for a possible guest or host you want to hear on TNT Radio uh, or topics you feel that uh, you'd uh, want us to discuss, we definitely want to hear from you. Fill out the suggestion form on tntradio.live or message any one of us presenters. Help us make a difference on TNT Radio. Talking the big stories. Our country has a lot of problems. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. New findings, as reported by the Financial Times, have revealed that a company's environmental, social, and governance score, ESG, has little to no relation to its carbon emissions, noting that high-rated firms pollute just as much as low-rated firms. Here with the story joining me again is TNT Radio news producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, I tell you. Well, not that shocked. All right. Felix Goltz, a research director at Scientific Beta, told the Financial Times, quote, the carbon intensity reduction of green, i.e. low carbon intensity portfolios, can be effectively canceled out by adding ESG objectives, end quote. Therefore, Goltz claimed, quote, ESG ratings have little to no relation to carbon intensity, even 
when considering only the environmental pillar of these ratings. It doesn't seem that people have actually looked at the correlations. They are surprisingly low, end quote. Galt's conclusion was based on a study he and his colleagues conducted in which they analyzed 25 ESG scores from rating providers, Refinitive, Refinitive, sorry, Moody's and MC, MSCI. Despite massive investments in ESG funds and a global movement to promote quote-unquote green companies, Goltz and his team found that the rating systems failed to distinguish businesses with reduced carbon emissions. The rating systems create a score based on several factors unrelated to carbon emissions, including social and governance-related elements. Therefore, the report claimed that ESG metrics do not provide an accurate picture of a company's overall environmental impact. Shocking. Additionally, even when isolating and uh, quote-unquote environmental scores, Goltz's team found that it still, quote, leads to a substantial deterioration in green performance. The team also noticed that weighing only social or governance metrics with carbon intensity resulted in a worse overall rating. Goltz stated, quote, on average, social and governance scores more than completely reversed the carbon reduction objective. The correlation between ESG scores and carbon intensity is close to zero at 4%. The two objectives are unrelated and are therefore hard for investors to simultaneously achieve, end quote. Goltz explained that a company with high carbon emissions may still receive a favorable ESG score if it is, quote, very good at governance or employee satisfaction, end quote. He added that environmental metrics were, quote, pretty unrelated to carbon emissions, end quote, because they considered factors such as water resources and waste management practices. Goltz added, quote, if you are interested in reducing the carbon intensity of your portfolio, you are going to get that only by focusing on the carbon intensity. Otherwise, you are very quickly going to be getting green dilution, end quote. Vice President for the ESG Outreach and Research at Moody's, Kiran William Beharry, told the Financial Times that there is a, quote, perception that ESG assessments do something that they do not. ESG assessments are an aggregate product. Their nature is that they are looking at a range of material factors, so drawing a correlation to one factor is always going to be difficult. End quote. He noted that better, quote unquote, more targeted tools exist to assess a company's carbon intensity. Oh, joy. An MSCI ESG research spokesperson told the Financial Times that its rating system is, quote, designed to measure a company's resilience to financially material environmental, societal and governance risks and not designed to measure a company's impact on climate change. End quote. Oh, goodness, Harvori, I can hear Greta saying, how dare you? Uh, but what do you think? How dare you, Ruckus? No. <laughs> um, I, I think it was in my conversation yesterday with Ryan Graham of Big Frog uh, Beaverton, who are going to do my merchandise for Geopolitics and Empire, that um, I'm here at the beach in Mexico. And uh, I'm at one of these hotels I went to, they, they got QR code only menus. And then I'm like, I, I don't have a smartphone. 
And then the guy's still staring like, oh, you don't have a smartphone? You're, like, You're swimming at the beach? You don't swim with your smartphone? Uh, anyways, he brings out a tablet. And it's like, with uh, I think my guest pointed out, with lithium batteries, right? Like, that, that's not very environmentally friendly. You know, the, 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 the paper menus, which they don't print, they just print them once and laminate them, right? That's actually much more environmentally friendly than tablets with uh, lithium batteries, which need to be charged nonstop, right? It's it's total hypocrisy. It's it's all about control. It, this is, these systems are all about the control, uh, you know. And so we've got the the social credit system to control us individuals and the ESG to control businesses and corporations. You know, many people have talked about this. Michael Recknewald, past guest of mine, uh, Mark Morano, I believe others are. You know, it's it it's clear the ESG system is to control businesses. Uh, corporations and then eliminate any uh, dissident businessmen, just like COVID was used to I- eliminate dissident uh, entrepreneurs. If if you didn't um, force your customers to wear masks and be injected uh, and and put on hand sanitizer gel, which is toxic and cancerous and deadly, then well, um, we're going to shut you down. You know, I was uh, during COVID, I walked into a, a neighboring paint store. The guy was a total COVID Nazi. He's like, uh, we're not selling you any paint because, you know, the, the government threatened that, you know, they did send government agents to check if businesses were complying. Uh, and if, of course, they couldn't do it to every business, but they would issue fines. And so this guy wouldn't sell me paint unless I put my face mask on my nose. If it wasn't on my nose, no, no paint for you. No soup for you. As that Seinfeld episode goes, uh, so, yeah, what, what do you make of this ESG stuff? Some people say it's failing. BlackRock has taken a step back. Uh, I don't know. Wow. Just another, I mean, the whole thing is built on a house of cards. You know, it's nothing but a giant con built upon a con. I guess it's a house of cons. Huh. So, yeah, because they these companies are the ones that are pulling the strings right behind the scenes with their ESG and their DEI initiatives and forcing companies to do things they normally wouldn't do. And then they get in trouble and they get boycotted and they fall apart and everything's just falling apart thanks to these companies that push these things and boast. They, they proclaim, as you pointed out, they're nothing but hypocrites, but they're like, oh, well, we care about the look at our ESG score. And the, the implication, I guess, is it's not on them. They're not specifically saying they're doing good things for the, the environment, but the brainwashed uh, population is like, oh, look at them. They're doing good things for the environment, obviously. And obviously that's not true. Um, but they, you know, they want to, they want to restrict our freedoms, restrict our travel, charge us more money. That's the funny thing. They, I always thought like many years ago before they decided to actually start restricting our freedoms, when the answer to Saving the planet was always going to be charge people more money, like a carbon tax. I'm like, how is that going to fix anything? Because it's all a scam. But my fear, Ruckus, is I think they're going to get pretty far into this. You know, people say it's going to collapse. You know, what if they are able to implement this, you know, for decades? I mean, (laughs) what do you think? Like the whole lockdown so it will last for decades. I, I think you're right if they, if they get away with it. But I don't think it's going to happen while you and I and, and most of the listeners are, are still around. I think they still need to deal with the, the last remnants of the um, 
resistance against this kind of stuff. But they definitely want to do this. They, they've been working a very long time. You throw in the alien stuff that you were talking about with your uh, your guest, Terry Wolf, in the first hour. Um, and yeah, you know, and look at that. Even the aliens think we're, we're bad for the planet, right? Weird. Yeah, well, we just have to keep pushing back with all our might. Uh, and even if it means losing your job, losing money, or in my opinion, your life. I'm ready uh, to not subject uh, myself to this beast system regardless, but uh, we'll see. All right. We got a fantastic guest coming on. He's been on TNT before, but uh, first time on the Heroi Moric show, Richard Gage of Richard Gage 911.org. Phone lines are open. If you want to talk to Richard, we'll be right back. You should hear what Joe Hoft is talking about. Mitch McConnell started speaking in a presser. He just froze, just locked up. They finally had to scoot him away uh, from the uh, microphone. It's like I saw a couple of tweets, people saying, what family would do this to their, you know, to one of their elderly? It's just unbelievable. He's just gone. He's just gone. And, and good riddance. Be gone, you corrupt turtle. You get out of government. Get out. Be gone. You're nasty. The fact that you haven't said anything about these absolute bogus cases against Trump, against the Russia collusion, shame on you. May you go to the right place when you're gone. The damage you've caused to this country, you, Mitch McConnell, being a supposedly a GOP, get out and be gone. We're tired of this. Americans are tired of this GOP that's a do nothing and uh, part of the problem. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Like Bob Marley said. Get up, stand up. From big tech censorship to calling out government tyranny, TNT Radio has the guts to say what you're thinking and gives you the platform to be heard. Call the open line anytime in the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. In the U.K., call 033-024-1026. And in Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Stand up for your right. Free speech has a home on TNT Radio. Joining us is Richard Gage, AIA, who's got a long bio. I've been uh, using his material 
I think, 13 years ago in, in, in the classroom. And so this is the second time we, we talk. He's an architect of 30 years from the San Francisco Bay Area, member of the American Institute of Architects, founder and former CEO of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. He's now independent. He, along with his courageous wife and assistant, Gail, continues to lead the charge toward a real investigation into the destruction of all three World Trade Center skyscrapers on 9-11 with Eight video podcasts per month on Richard Gage 9-11 Unleashed, periodic conferences such as 9-11 Con, 9-11 Truth Film Festival, dozens of uh, TV and radio interviews and multiple speaking engagements per month. Again, the website is richardgage911.org. Find him on Twitter at richardgage underscore 9-11. Welcome back to TNT Radio, Richard. Oh, thank you. It's awesome to be back again. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, as I mentioned before, uh, I and I'm sure a number of people listening have been following your work for many years. And and maybe if you just want to tell us, you know, what's some of the latest uh, in terms of news and, and, and projects in Richard Gage 9-11 world? Yep, we have uh, ventured out past the uh, narrow scope uh, that uh, we imposed on ourselves at the architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Uh, Gail and I have now uh, 85 podcasts all together. We're going into COVID, which we're going to talk about tonight, the parallels between 9-11 and COVID. And that is new for me. Uh, I was shocked when I learned uh, about 9-11 18 years ago and, and how there were three World Trade Center skyscrapers, as you mentioned, and then uh, I was shocked again to learn that COVID uh, wa- was a setup just like 9-11, a false flag operation designed to ex- uh, enforce control over the rest of us. So I started talking about it, and I picked up the work from uh, Kevin Ryan, a 9-11 researcher, and he found these parallels, a dozen parallels between the, the false flag operation of 9-11 and a false flag operation of COVID-19. It's the same playbook. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, as well as the, uh, the film series that we're making, a docufilm series, taking uh, the hard evidence of 9-11 uh, to court. So the film series is called 9-11 Crime Scene to courtroom. I've partnered with the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry, of which uh, I'm on the board of, and uh, we together, uh, Mick Harrison, the litigation director there, and I have filmed now uh, all of the uh, the evidence and the legal advice for the grand jury that he provides, uh, and we're going to be putting that out uh, every month in a, in a series very, very exciting for us in the 9-11 truth movement. And people, of course, again, can go to richardgage911.org and find all of your uh, presentations, uh, information, podcasts, and they can donate. Uh, there's a store there, and they can also do- donate to your uh, mission as well as this film. By the way, how's the uh, funding going for, for this uh, docufilm? Great. Uh, we did raise the funds necessary to film the project. And we're continuing to raise funds to make sure that we have uh, the post-editing uh, capability done, even though 
Uh, we have uh, a wonderful editor who's giving us dimes on the dollar. Uh, we still need to provide funds for him. So people can help with that as you learn about this evidence today. Uh, over at uh, Richard Gage, 911.org. All right. Yeah. And um, I, I know I've got your website uh, bookmarked, or I think I'm on your Substack, so I can stay up to date as well. People can, can subscribe to your Substack as well. And so uh, we got a couple of minutes until our headline break. But uh, until then, if you want to start, uh, well, on the COVID parallels, and this is something also talking to some of my past guests, a lot of people are, are starting to realize 9-11, uh, uh, COVID-9-11, it's like 9-11 was part one. Uh, COVID-9-11 was part two. A lot of the same actors. Philip Zelikow, I think, did the 9-11 um, commission report cover-up, and then he was in charge of the COVID uh, as, as well. So there are a lot of parallels, and you, you'll help us figure that out uh, more. So if you want to uh, get started, then. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, all of the things that we learn, I mean, just it's so eye-opening because so many people in the 9-11 truth movement have no idea that uh, COVID is also a false flag operation, vice versa. People in the COVID truth movement have no clue about the evidence. So we'll cover a little bit of that evidence today. But in terms of the parallels, you know, these two uh, events uh, changed uh, society politically, culturally, economically, and uh, geopolitically. And you have to ask yourself, uh, after you become aware of some of this, were these intended outcomes? And in order to answer that, uh, we have to be a little bit fearless. Uh, we look for patterns, connect the dots. You know, we have to ask uh, questions, really, uh, quite fearlessly. So uh, if, for instance, if there was uh, advanced not foreknowledge of these events, um, that we, we would have that foreknowledge if, if these were engineered advance. We'd be looking for drills prior to the events. We'd be looking for insider trading. We'd be looking for predictive programming or foreshadowing, which we'll get into. And uh, in, indeed, uh, we'd be looking for uh, parallel number two, an elusive, powerful enemy, which we're going to get into, uh, creating a climate of fear extreme control of information and practices by powerful state agencies, the abuse of science, responses to the problem that are far more harmful than the original problem itself. A real investigation, where, was, the, were these, was there a real investigation of, of either of these events? Were there false official accounts? Is there media censorship of the truth tellers? Is there a manipulating, shifting narrative? Are there serious conflicts of interest with suspicious benefits for insiders? Is there implementation of draconian policies and surveillance? Well, we're going to look at all of these at, with regard to 9-11 and with regard to COVID one at a time. We begin with Building 7 uh, because uh, we went over the, the evidence uh, for the third tower uh, the last time we spoke uh, on TNT with you, and that we, for instance, Building 7, uh, you know, easily the tallest building in most of our states, uh, it, seven hours after the towers uh, came down, after witnesses heard explosions, uh, we, we have this building dropping 
as as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky, straight down, uniformly, symmetrically, into its own footprint in under seven seconds. So it looks like the exactly like the controlled demolitions. In fact, we compare them uh, side by side, and we found we found uh, that it this building had all of the key features of controlled demolition, including a sudden onset, a straight down symmetrical collapse into the building's footprint, patterned removal of column supports is how you get that. It results in a free fall acceleration, straight down through the path of what should have been the greatest resistance with the total dismemberment of the structural steel frame, limited damage to adjacent structures. That's the sixth feature of controlled demolition. Number seven, sounds of explosions heard by witnesses. Number eight, pyroclastic-like clouds of pulverized concrete. Number nine, persistent in extreme heat with molten steel and iron. And number 10, forensic evidence of thermite incendiaries. Uh, so R all Richard, of that is direct evidence. If you just want to hold that thought, in many ways, it's like, uh, you know, COVID was a controlled demolition of our uh, entire society we just we're going to go to our headlines we'll be right back tnt radio news i have some exciting news this is james o'neill with a check of today's headlines florida governor Ron DeSantis has extended an invitation to vice president kamala harris to engage in a debate over the state's new black history education standards the scottish national party is set to undergo a by-election test as mp margaret ferrier steps down due to her breach of covid 19 rules house oversight committee chairman representative james comer on monday said what former hunter biden business partner devin archer revealed in the hearing Open the door to Joe Biden violating the Foreign Agent Registration Act. Did you know there are many ways you can listen to TNT Radio? Why not stream us direct from our website on your desktop, tablet, or mobile device? Or download our app from the App Store. We even stream live on YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. We've got you covered on TNT Radio. We're continuing our conversation with Richard Gage, formerly of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Now you can find him at richardgage911.org and on Twitter at richardgage underscore 9-11. Uh, so you gave us those 10 points on World Trade Center uh, 7. And uh, uh, if you want to continue. Yeah, because all of those features are direct evidence of destruction with explosives. None of them can be created by fire, the official cause of this building's collapse. Uh, normal office fires, by the way. No plane hit this building. This is the third tower that came down at 5.20 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, so uh, we never, in fact, lost a steel frame fireproof skyscraper due to uh, fire ever uh, in history, not before or since 9-11. And there's 100 examples of much hotter, larger, and longer-lasting fires in these buildings. So all of that uh, we found the last time we talked was uh, evidence of, of controlled demolition, proof, a body of proof that, in fact, um, convinced, convinced 3,600 architects and engineers to publicly sign the petition demanding a new investigation into the destruction of these towers, not just Building 7, but the Twin Towers as well, which we talked about the last time. So that's why we're making the film 9-11 Crime Scene to Courtroom, an unprecedented film series taking the hard evidence of 9-11 to court. And uh, we have uh, probably 25 episodes coming up. So uh, let's begin with parallel number one. 
So when these events are planned, people know about it in advance. Like on 9-11, we have 28 hijack exercise events within two years of 9-11, with 12 of them happening on 9-11. Hijacking events where where uh, aircraft are uh, s- simulating uh, their, their hijacking, running them into planes, into buildings. In fact, many of them. 43 exercises, uh, 46 all together. It's an incredible array. In fact, confusing the NORAD radar techs with false blips on their radar screens uh, where they don't know whether something is real because they heard there's a real uh, event going on, but all the, but the exercises never stopped until the, 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 the events that morning uh, were all done, uh, the real events. So we even have some of these exercises with Osama bin Laden's name. I mean, his, uh, his uh, picture on the, on the cover of some of them, uh, the a view of a target uh, targeting the North Tower, in fact, uh, on one of the studies. So we also have foreknowledge in the form of drills for Tripod 2, it's called, a biochemical attack drill with hundreds of FEMA. New York Police Department, Fire Department, FBI, military personnel, already in town, thousands of them, well, thousands of them, about, on New York City's Pier 92, ready to go on September 10th, ready to take over the response to the attack uh, at, uh, on, uh, on 9-11. I mean, how coincidental <laughs> does it get? In fact, they took over the event because Building 7, which was built in order to handle an op, a, a, a major disaster in New York, um, uh, but unfortunately Building 7 was evacuated when the, ta- when the towers were hit by the planes. And, uh, and they, uh, they are apparently anticipating that the towers would come down, which they did, of course, and they caused some damage. Uh, to Building 7. So they had to evacuate it, and it went right over to Pier 92. Uh, so it's rather incredible. Uh, you also have uh, Bush and Cheney and his, their staff put on Cipro, which is uh, an antibiotic designed to protect people against anthrax. Well, anthrax didn't happen until two weeks later, the letter, the anthrax letters attack. So uh, they were ready for that uh, two weeks in advance. So there's foreknowledge. Uh, We have on the COVID side of foreknowledge, Event 201, a tabletop exercise at Johns Hopkins University, which anticipated a coronavirus nearly identical to the outbreak that they were predicting would happen. And it did three months later. The World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates, Johns Hopkins University, all sponsored it to get people geared up for a global pandemic. It was an exercise, a tabletop exercise. They even anticipated the vaccine hesitancy from those who wouldn't go for the official story with countermeasures to go against it. We have Fauci anticipating a surprise outbreak during the next administration. He actually says that. Uh, in 2017, anticipating that the Trump administration would 
uh, in fact, have a pandemic uh, to deal with. Uh, it's it's incredible the, the, the degree of foreknowledge uh, that 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 they had. In fact, the U.S. Department of Defense issued a COVID-19 research contract three months before COVID was even known to exist. Fauci and Moderna had a vaccine ready in 2019. This has been exposed in many places, including the expose. The discovery of a contract awarded by the U.S. Department of Defense to Labyrinth Global Health for COVID-19 research in November 2019 November 2019, has raised questions about the permanent U.S. government's knowledge of the novel coronavirus. Yeah, they call it the permanent U.S. government. Sometimes we call it the deep state. So uh, the contract was part of a larger project for biological threat reduction program in Ukraine, actually, one of the many labs there, suggesting that the permanent U.S. government was at the very least aware of the alleged virus before it spread through Wuhan in December 2019. So this would explain why they knew the name of the novel corona disease three months in advance, prior to the World Health Organization officially naming it COVID-19 in 2020. We also have foreknowledge in the form of insider trading, which Kevin Ryan calls uh, points out with suspicious benefits for insiders. Yeah, they bet that the value of the airliners would plummet the next day with with put options placed on the airliners. And in fact, uh, they made millions. Uh, the, 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 the shorts were off the charts, uh, prompting, forcing the 9-11 Commission uh, uh, to, to investigate it. And they said, well, we investigated it and uh, in the 9-11 Commission report. It didn't lead to Al-Qaeda. So it couldn't have been insider trading. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Uh, we're just going to stop the invent. Well, where did it leave? lead to? It, it led to people like Alan Dulles and others who um, at the Deutsche Bank uh, building who were the real in, among the real insiders here. Uh, so we also have four senators on the COVID side, Richard Burr, Kelly, James Inhofe, um, and, and uh, Diane Feinstein investigated for insider trading relative to COVID uh, because they, had, uh, the, they were on the intelligence committee. So they got the inside scoop. We have uh, conflicts of interest with Bill and Melinda Gates, of course, CDC and the WHO, uh, which we'll come back to. Uh, we have the uh, parallel number two is false official accounts. We have uh, the myth uh, that there's 19 fundamentalist hijackers. Well, we destroyed that myth in our last interview uh, together uh, and on here on TNT, uh, noting that uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the explosive demolition of all three towers uh, necessarily uh, undermines the official narrative that 19 fundamentalist hijackers set this whole thing up. Uh, well, they didn't have access to three of the most highly secure buildings outside the Pentagon to set these explosives. Well, who did? Uh, we got we we can get to that. 
uh, the myths that the planes and the jet fuel caused the Twin Towers to collapse. No way. We, we went over that in our last interview. That fire caused World Trade Center 7, which wasn't even hit by a plane, to collapse. No way. Uh, we, we discussed that as well. And the Pentagon. How could it have been penetrated by Hani Hanjur, one of the 19 fundamentalist hijackers? He failed Cessna flying school, and he was that plane was unmolested for a, a half an hour after both towers had been hit. No uh, effort to bring it down whatsoever. On the COVID side, we have false official accounts that the coronavirus migrated from bats to humans. Well, Almost everybody understands now that, no, this just came from a lab, uh, whether uh, it was engineered as a bioweapon or not, uh, uh, can be debated and should be, needs to be. We also have gain-of-function research uh, that has proven uh, that, uh, that Wuhan was funded by uh, uh, Fauci and, through his organization, and uh, even through the Defense Department, uh, to be more uh, effective at, uh, become more effective at uh, transmission and, and killing. Uh, so uh, that, that's been increasingly uh, uh, exposed. Uh, we, we have 100,000 documents revealing disturbing details about this high-risk gain-of-function experiments. Even Jeffrey Sachs, the former chairman of the Lancet COVID-19 Commission, world-renowned economics professor and best-selling author, in fact, uh, says, uh, I'm pretty convinced that it came out of a U.S. biotechnology lab, not out of nature. Well, he's the one that they put in charge to determine whether that was the case or not. But then when he had this to say, they fired him and halted the investigation altogether. Yeah. If, if, Richard, if you just want to hold, uh, you know, I think this is the, the way you're laying this all out. It's, it's very clear to see these uh, parallels. And especially for me, the, the official account, uh, the official mythology, if you will, of 9-11, like that doesn't make sense. And then you look at COVID-9-11. I mean, the fact that it comes from uh, a bat or bat soup or th that it's zoonotic, like <laughs> none of that makes sense. Uh, at all. And we're going to have to jump to our break real quick. And uh, just to remind everyone, the website is richardgage911.org. You can find all the resources and material there. We'll be right back. Now that COVID is fading, climate change is taking over as the number one threat facing the world in what has to be the largest PSYOP since the hysteria of COVID. From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. In what has to be unprecedented climate hype, the last two weeks of a hot summer have produced some of the most over-the-top, insane climate claims. Here are a couple of quick debunking of the more insane claims. Washington Post claim ocean temperature in Florida tops 100 degrees could be world record. Sorry, it's not a world record. Not even the highest in the past six years at that station. Furthermore, CNBC says it was in shallow, murky, dark water full of sediments and not comparable to actual ocean records. Antarctic sea ice at record low. We're in a climate emergency. Sorry, the record low due to wind patterns. Sea ice is actually thicker than normal and the ice edges are being squeezed closer together. 
not the lowest volume on record. These heat waves would be, quote, virtually impossible without climate change, study finds. As one meteorologist responded, I guess it only true if we have to suspend disbelief and erase the past. Don't fall prey to the climate psyop. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. CO2 sustains all life on Earth, but now it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment with Richard Gage of RichardGage911.org, looking at the parallels between 9-11 and COVID-9-11, so to speak. And we don't have much time, so we'll have to speed through uh, what's remaining. But before we continue, just real quick, Richard, if you could, in in, in a minute or so, uh, you know, I've got uh, a listener that's very, you know, I, how to put this, very interested in this idea of uh, of it being some nuclear weapon that took down the towers. Uh, I find that most people like yourself, Daniela Ganser, who I recently interviewed on my podcast and others, um, you know, your explanation of the World Trade Center 7 nanothermite makes the most uh, sense. But um, I haven't explored this nuke theory, but some people are really, you know, uh, attached to that. And uh, this person says that, you know, why is it important? Because uh, they think that if the, the nuke truth came out, more people would be able to see the deception. I don't. I don't necessarily agree, but if you have a minute, just think what we've been asked over the years, your thought on this thesis. Yeah, um, we what we see in in the evidence, just looking at the videos, are thousands of individual explosions occurring. Uh, sometimes randomly here or there, sometimes very uniformly floor by floor uh, in the leading corner, for instance, dropping down the building, we see dozens of individual explosions just in that blow up uh, that we uh, that we show in our documentary, which, by the way, is called 9-11 Explosive Evidence Experts Speak Out. Uh, and that is on our website, richardgage911.org. Uh, we also have evidence of of high tech incendiaries, thermite and nanothermite in particular. Uh, we we go through that evidence very very carefully. We have the evidence of ignited thermite in the form of uh, previously molten iron microspheres, billions and billions of them. We have uh, the evidence of ignited thermite in the form of red gray chips of nanothermite. Uh, we have extreme temperatures uh, here and there. Uh, that's molten iron. Uh, iron is molten iron is the byproduct of thermite. So all of this evidence adds up to uh, destruction with uh, high tech incendiaries, not with nuclear weapons, which would provide an extremely loud blast, uh, extremely bright flash, brighter than, uh, ten times, hundred times brighter than the sun, I think, and 
and, and, and of course, radiation that would be far in excess of what we do see uh, at the, at the uh, trade center towers. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll urge that listener to uh, email you directly <laughs> if they want uh, you to answer more of their uh, questions. But then l- let's continue. We got about nine uh, minutes left on the parallels uh, between 9-11 and COVID. Okay, we have an elusive, powerful enemy. That's uh, parallel number three with hidden terrorists throughout the U.S., right? Uh, We don't know where they are. They're hiding. Uh, Osama bin Laden's at large in a cave for a decade, uh, eluding the most technologically advanced military in the world. On the COVID side, you have this virus. It can't be seen. It can come at you from any surface, an ATM machine, you know, which you could could infect you. And without even knowing it, you could become a super spreader, bring it home to grandma and possibly even kill her. So this is part of the climate of fear, parallel number four, uh, which uh, remember the terror meter with uh, 9-11, as it would rise, we'd all get afraid. It's, oh, my God, it's yellow. Oh, it's orange. Oh, it's red because of all the chatter. Uh, fanatical Muslim terrorist cells in every major city, most of which were infiltrated by the FBI and and uh, promulgated uh, uh, to uh, to 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 create these uh, well these use these mentally ill uh, people uh, to 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 uh, commit some kind of terror or threaten to do so. Uh, parallel number four uh, on the COVID side, alarmist predictions of mass death. You know, people are going to be dying by the hundreds of thousands, according to our secret uh, database, which tells us the death numbers if we don't take major uh, steps to put people in masks and lock them down. Uh, and Quite incredible. Uh, parallel number five, extreme control of information by government agencies and uh, in and corporations, including the, the funding of Bill Gates uh, with $319 million to major mainstream outlets to educate people, which means to brainwash them, which means to add its advertising in effect, but he calls it a gift uh, grant. Uh, but of course, he's uh, directly profiting uh, from uh, the, uh, the sale of these forced uh, mandated uh, emergency procedures of, uh, of genetic uh, uh, therapy. Uh, so uh, we also have then uh, extreme control in the, on the part of the, the fact checkers, which are also funded uh, by Gates uh, and others, uh, Gates providing money to uh, Facebook to control information there. Uh, we have, um, Let's jump to the next one. Uh, the abuse of science, parallel number six. In the case of 9-11, we talked about that very carefully. Uh, NIST's abuse and, and complete ignoring of the truth of the actual evidence of explosive demolition of all three towers. In the case of COVID, uh, the, they ignore the, the safety, uh, the, the safe alternative measures uh, and, and procedures I mean, uh, medications such as uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and how those were uh, uh, those studies were uh, sabotaged uh, by, by by the media and by technical studies uh, from CDC, et cetera. Uh, we have the definition of dying of COVID as 
according to the state Illinois Health Department director herself, she says doesn't mean you died of COVID, just means you had a positive test when you died. And so anybody who went into the hospital had to be tested with all the false positive tests. Uh, of course, uh, they're going to create these cases where people aren't even infected. Uh, they just get false positive tests. Well, Carrie Mullis, the Nobel Peace Prize winner who developed the PCR test, said it's not to be used for diagnosing disease. He said, with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. And indeed, we lost in 2021. The statistics for the flu uh, died down to virtually zero. Well, what happened to the flu in 2021? It was renamed COVID uh, through positive, uh, false positive tests, which can't even distinguish between the flu and COVID. So um, we have... Uh, uh, I'm just going to jump ahead uh, to, oops, the next one, a parallel number seven, a response uh, far more harmful than the original problem. In 9-11, we have 2 million Muslims killed. 7,000 U.S. soldiers died in combat, with over 30,000 taking their lives since 9-11 following their, the completion of their tours of duty. A $6.5 trillion global war on terror with a massive drain on the U.S. Treasury uh, that our grandchildren will be paying for. All of that uh, going back primarily to the destruction of the Twin Towers and, of course, the attack on the Pentagon, which, by the way, did, did not uh, wasn't even targeting the top brass in the Pentagon, which would have been easy through the vulnerable roof structure the plane could have flown through. No, it hits the section of the Pentagon that was being, uh, that held the Naval Intelligence uh, Office, uh, which uh, lost uh, uh, many, many dozens of people who were looking for the money that uh, the $2.3 trillion, in fact, that Donald Rumsfeld had announced the day before 9-11, uh, was missing from the Pentagon budget. In the case of COVID, we have forced masks, which were extremely unhealthy uh, for people, not just psychologically, but physically. And of course, the lockdowns with personal and economic uh, destruction, uh, which must have been the engineered outcome. Yeah, Roger. Richard, we've got about two minutes left. And I, I think at some point you'll have to make a documentary on COVID-9-11. Uh, and I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear the uh, parallels. And so we've got about a minute and a half left if you want to, um, you know, summarize or, or any uh, final thoughts or, or, or t uh, takeaway uh, on 9-11 and COVID-9-11. Yeah, I, I would jump to the, the, the response to the, the COVID disease with the vaccine, which was developed prior to the disease even coming out. Um, uh, it, it has killed more people than the disease itself, even on the OpenVAERS website sponsored by CDC. We have 35,000 vaccine reported deaths. Well, that's uh, probably only 1% of the actual deaths uh, because the CDC did a study and found that uh, the VAERS system is poorly uh, utilized, uh, perhaps on purpose. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's, as you said, clear par- parallel to the global war on terror, which has killed millions. And uh, I think the response to COVID has ki- killed many millions more. Uh, always great to have you on TNT Radio. Richard Gage 911.org is the website. You can subscribe to the Substack, uh, donate to support his work. Uh, check out the many podcast interviews, videos and analysis there. Thank you, uh, Richard, for being on TNT. 